It doesn't matter what your background is. If you're thinking about getting into service now or know someone who is, we have a story for you. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast. Hello, ServiceNow admins, builders, developers, and of course, all of the curious individuals that I always say with the utmost love and respect, welcome to or welcome back to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast, where we bring you the latest tools, tips, and tradecraft to accelerate your career. My name is Chuck Tomasi, Senior Developer Advocate, and I am joined by the one, the only, the posh programmer, Senior Developer Advocate, Lauren McManaman. How are you today, Lauren? You know what? I'm doing great. I hit 5K on LinkedIn today, so I'm starting my new year off with a bang. <laughs> Woohoo! Good milestone. Yeah. Let's hope a few people listening to this also decide to follow you if they aren't already. We are also joined this time by the Senior Program Manager for Next Gen Veterans Programs, the one and only, also popular on LinkedIn, Herb Thompson. How are you, Herb? Hey, Chuck. Hey, Lauren. Happy to be here. This could be a fun conversation. I hope so. You seem to be a funny guy online. Let's see if that translates to a podcast. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. Well, we like to throw some softballs at you to start off. So tell us a little bit about yourself first. Yeah. I mean, I'll go back many years ago since I don't think people will be able to see this and all my gray hair. But no, I joined the <laughs> Army when I was 17 years old. That was I always wanted to be a soldier. That was my dream, more specifically to be a Green Beret, which people kind of refer to as like Rambo. That is not me, though. That is probably the most pop culture reference I can give people and then to be a drill sergeant. So people that train wow. America's sons and daughters in the army. And I got to do both. And then I was like, what am I going to do next? I was not yet 40 years old and said, well, I got a lot of life left in me. So hopefully, uh, so let's figure this out. So I, you know, retired out of the army, uh, went to Cornell, got my MBA, got on at Accenture. And that's actually where I heard about ServiceNow uh, about five years ago. Cause I, I had no clue what ServiceNow was, Back then, they said, you're hired, start looking at ServiceNow because that's the work you're going to be doing. I was like, oh, okay, uh, I'll go figure <laughs> out what ServiceNow is. Uh, so that's me. I live in the D.C. area with our blended family of four kids uh, and Corey and our two dogs. Well, how appropriate for the release that's coming out in just a couple of weeks. So it's very well-timed location-wide. Also, thank you for your service as always. Uh, we really want to stand yes. by all of our vets. So that's a fantastic accomplishment. Glad you're here and doing well. So aside from your fun, colorful history of former veteran turned Accenture turned ServiceNow employee, what does a typical work day look like for you now in comparison to what it did before? <laughs> Much different. And it was an adjustment for me, this remote work environment, uh, working, you know, wake up in the morning. I, I usually wake up very early, uh, get some coffee, maybe exercise, go for a walk, uh, play around with the dogs and then open up the laptop and uh but usually before that there's some thoughts for me i do a lot on linkedin so i always have some uh posts queued up probably to you know copy over and put into linkedin and then uh, go about see what i'm going to do through the day and it's uh, every day is a little different but like anyone else probably in the re remote environment some meetings with team members and then you know either some internal work or some external work uh which would be more meetings and then uh, really just, hey, how can we get more people into the ecosystem? And that that's really what I focus on, Most mostly veterans, but now it broadened my horizons to get more people in the ecosystem. How do we break down doors uh, and get them here uh, through a, you know, a tech career doing service now work? 
Another LinkedIn will be sure to plug in the comments down below of this podcast. And then finally, tell us a story that uh, something that you might have done in your career that you thought you were potentially getting fired for. It's a kind of a fun question. We've been asking a lot of our guests. We've gotten some pretty wacky stories out of it. So do you happen to have any? Yeah, I'll give a quick one and a slightly longer one. My quick one was the first time I emailed Bill McDermott. And oh. then my boss here at ServiceNow was like, wait, you emailed Bill? And I was like, yeah, why? I mean, his email's there. Why not? Uh, and he responded within two hours. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm not getting fired. So uh, <laughs> uh, apparently if you email Bill, he, at least I still email him every once in a while. He'll email me back. So sure, uh, there was that. In my military career, though, probably more may not be as understandable, but really hits home for me is we're on a combat mission, uh, firefight, people shooting at us. This has been going on for hours, maybe seven, eight hours. And my indigenous force, because as a Green Beret, I work by, with, and through an indigenous population. Uh, so there's me and there's a bunch of them. And we're trying to uh, ride safety and freedom for this village. And they quit, uh, quite frankly. It had been a long day. And I was like, we have to keep going. So uh, we had to go in and clear rooms and make sure there was no enemy in there. So I would throw one of them in one room, I would throw another in another doorway, and I would go in the third doorway. And that kept going because they, they had stopped. And I thought I had lost all all my rapport with them. I was worried that, like, let alone get fired, like, is my life in danger more than it already was? And the next day when I walked into their leader, which there was like 100 of them, and there's just me, he was like, my guys love you. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's going to be okay. But they, they had respected the warrior mentality that I wouldn't give up. And I probably that probably sums up my life is I just won't give up. Yeah, the similar gumption, much different consequences on both of those examples. (laughs) When you're not at work, what do you enjoy doing, Herb? Uh, I try to find new hobbies. Now it's a boat. We got a boat and it was probably a very, I live close to the Chesapeake Bay. So taking the kids out tubing while they're just cruising around, it's probably uh, one of my most favorite things to do now. We've had it for almost two years and it's just really therapeutic and I love it. It's fun to be on the water, which I was never a water person i mean like going to a lake or something but i had never been so that like i said we like to go hiking uh at one point i still have roses i trim <laughs> uh roses and go out there uh not just to grow flowers not to win any awards and stuff but uh that's and then i like to go hunting so outdoors i like to be in the outdoors nice i, I have nice. some land here so it's always good to be out there and probably my as my boss knows um bald eagles i'm a bald eagle like nut so if bald eagles fly by and I can see them out the windows here, like I just, I lose it. I don't know. I start fangirling or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of boat do you got? Uh, it's a, like an open bow rider. So it's, we can kind of all purpose do everything with it. Okay. Uh, fit like 10, 12 people on it. So we take the kids out, their friends, tubing, fishing, just cruising around the Chesapeake Bay. Been practicing up on your knots? Yeah. Uh, tie a knot or tie a lot. And I'm in the tie a lot category usually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that. I've been involved Very in boating since, you know, for 50 years. But uh, yeah, you just have to master a few basics. How to how to tie up to a cleat properly. Yeah. A bullet is a good idea. A rolling hitch and a half hitch in case you get up to a post and there is no cleat. You could still tie off on something. So yeah, there's a few basics. Yeah, it, it was an adventure learning. Two years ago, I not really ever had a, like a fishing boat, little bass boat way back when, but... Yeah. Uh, it was a learning experience. 
I, I am a firm believer in, you know, take one of those public Coast Guard auxiliary yes. courses and, you know, learn the basic rules of the road so you're not just some Johnny Donut bag, <laughs> Johnny bag of yeah. donuts out there on the water causing danger to everyone around you. Yeah, I think it's like everything else. You get a little training, a little assistance, it makes life easier, right? You try to do it on your right. own. Oh, it's difficult. You could wind up going aground if you don't know which side the red buoy goes on. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Now, moving kind of more into our ServiceNow-ish types of questions, you had mentioned you had gotten your start in ServiceNow kind of by being, uh, for lack of a better word, drafted into it by Accenture. But so kind of maybe go into how ServiceNow has changed your career. What were kind of you doing prior project-wise at Accenture? Huge change for me. Uh, and, and it happened, there's a big career transition when people leave the military, especially someone like me who you know, served 20 years. It's it's a change of a way of life. And it's like, wait, can I... Can I make it in the outside world, if you will? Because uh, quite frankly, a lot of times in the military, it's easy. Show up, be on time, and work hard, and you can uh, go up. And they told me to learn service now. And uh, change management consulting is what I was doing. And I loved it. You know, it was it was something new for me to learn. And I was just, I asked a lot of questions. And I know some of my coworkers be like, hey, keep asking questions. And I, at some point, they probably regretted that because I just kept asking, hey, why is this working? How is this? And I just got to understand more from like an admin side of it because a lot of what I was doing was uh, creating training for users to then use it sure. or hosting town halls to gather feedback. So not as technical, but I had to, you know, what I say is know enough to be dangerous. And it was really just by asking questions, but it opened up this whole like, oh, wow, I can be in this world of tech. And when I saw the opportunity to come here service now, I, I hopped all over it and uh, you've been here just over two years now. Herb, there's something I've been wondering, and I want to clear this up for the listeners as well. We've got these various career transformation programs. I've heard of NextGen. I've heard of Rise Up. I've heard of SkillBridge. Can you help me figure out how those all fit together or what the relationship is? Yeah, great question, Chuck, because I, I hear it quite a bit. And that's usually the first couple minutes of a conversation I have with someone is is clearing this up. So I'll start with Rise Up. Uh, you know, a little over a year ago, our leadership here at ServiceNow said, hey, Rise Up, aspirational goal to train a million people. Uh, right. And I'll, I'll never forget when I was sitting here, I saw it pop up on, on my laptop and I was like, oh, my God, a million people? Because we had already been doing that in NextGen. NextGen specifically is to break down barriers for people who traditionally can't get into tech. So we have three pillars, uh, but we're as inclusive as possible. So gender equity, racial equity, and those affected by generational poverty. Uh, those are the three we most want to work with, but we're as inclusive. We, we want to really open up doors for people. And we've been doing it uh, for a number of years, even before I came here, veterans fall up into that piece. And that's kind of where my focus started here as, and that is next gen. SkillBridge is actually a Department of Defense program, along with the Department of Labor and Veteran Affairs, to really decrease unemployment when people get out of the military. So they have a skill, an easier transition into a job. So it came about a number of years ago. ServiceNow has been doing it now for a couple of years. One of now up to 3,500 uh, companies in the U.S. Mm -hmm. that have SkillBridge. Traditionally, most of them are in their last six months of military service if their military command approves it. They could come to our training program. They learn ServiceNow skills and then, in theory, go out there and work in the ServiceNow ecosystem. So that's the difference. SkillBridge, military focused, you know, next gen, 
we're focused on breaking down doors globally. That's not just here in the U.S. We do it through Europe and also in, into Asia with Australia and Japan and then, you know, rise up being, hey, let's train a million people because we need talent in the ecosystem for us to keep growing. In addition to those programs, we've also heard some rumblings about potentially a new hybrid program. Is there anything that you can <laughs> leak about that as well? Most happy to talk about our hybrid program. And, and I'll go back a little bit. So we had SkillBridge and it was being successful. Our first ones uh, started in 2019, actually, right before I got here was our first uh, cohort. And then we we did in-house program. So we took that SkillBridge model and said, hey, we'll do it for non-veterans too. Well, uh, we realized it's kind of hard for people to take 10, 12 weeks off you know, to go through a full-time program. So we had to meet our students where they were. And really what our hybrid program focuses on those career transitions, people that, hey, maybe I'm in a customer support role. I want to learn more about ServiceNow or uh, just, you know, underemployed, unemployed. So any anyone really would, would fall under what we're looking for in the hybrid program. And we, we do it at night. So a couple things that make a hybrid nighttime learning so you sit in in a class with an instructor but you also are doing some on-demand coursework from now learning library Uh, so the blend of learning is different too because now you're doing on-demand traditionally or instructor-led training with you know servers now we kind of blended it so you get some instructor-led sessions and you do the on-demand training and after 10 weeks you're successful. You complete that. You have your um, certified system administrator voucher. Go take your certification. We provide additional services to help gain employment, to help you get your actual CSA. And then one year of now learning continues to be free. So you can continue on your career journey, learning more skills with the eventuality of you you get a a job in the ServiceNow ecosystem. So we're really excited about it. We just graduated, finished up at the end of 2023, our first iteration of it with a little over 700 people uh, that did that. And our goal for 2024 is 2,000 people globally. Nice. That's amazing. I also heard you are an author. Can you tell us about that? I I didn't plan to. And for, you know, maybe I should have said this at the beginning (laughs) of the podcast. Uh, I failed ninth grade English. So, you know, manage your expectations there. I, I transitioned out of the military, and actually there was a, a soldier I was doing a lot to help other service members. I felt I was pretty okay. I'd got to Accenture. I'd found my way, and I, I had a conversation. They were like, hey, I'm lost. And I was like, I need to do more. So actually, in one weekend, I wrote most of the book. I got home from uh, that call. I hung up on the call when I pulled in my driveway at about 6 p.m. on a Friday night, and I didn't really get up out of, a, out of the chair except to, you know for a bio break or to eat. For about 48 hours, I had most of uh, a career transition book that focused, you know, with a military uh, flavor to it. And, you know, it won an award uh, for best how-to book a couple of years ago for nice. careers. And it was just my way of, I, I, I want to serve others. And I saw so many people in need in that career transition that I, I could easily put together my thoughts and put it out there. You might be a developer advocate if. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing is you like, to, we have very similar paths here where you like to learn something and then share it. Now, you, I also think you have a, a book in the works. Uh, I'm in the works and Corey, my fiance, soon to be, we're essentially married. We just, we haven't done the, uh, done the actual ceremony yet. She's been pushing me to help and I open up a little more. And I've seen how many people I help. I do some public speaking outside of what I do at ServiceNow. So 
really it's it's life lessons I've learned from you know starting way back when we got kicked out of the trailer park and my uh, parents had to go on welfare to me joining the army to you know what I learned through 20 years of working with so many great people and then on to Cornell and Accenture now here at ServiceNow and it's just kind of life lessons uh, with my my kind of flair of uh, what that means what someone can learn from that. I look forward to that. And we'll be sure to have a link to your book in the show notes as well. Now, so you were kind of talking about sharing just in general. So is there any one particular success story that you would consider, you know, the highlight of what you've done th- thus far? That is a really tough question because it's like asking who's your favorite kid. Yeah. <laughs> or you can say more than one. We're not going to limit you. There's no time limit on the podcast. So. If you ask my kids, they'll tell you who the favorite one is. It's my dog. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, no, I, I always start with this one because I, I think it's very unique. And you have to understand the military transition. It's a whole way of life. And yes. then and a guaranteed paycheck twice a month. You don't have to worry about all that. Yes, you could go overseas. You could do all that. But at the end of the day, you have a guaranteed income, benefits, all that, uh, and the structure around you. And you say, hey, I'm going to leave that. Uh, so I highlight the infingers all the time, Jeremy and Emily. Jeremy did some IT work in the Navy. Actually, ServiceNow came in and worked with the Navy chaplains, and they were able to develop an app very quickly, like within a week. And he goes, oh, I, that is special. I want to be a part of that. So instead of going to Microsoft or anywhere else, he could have done a skill bridge. He said, I'm going to service now. And I, I'm I'm going all in on service now. When you say all in, it's different when one person does it, but a whole family. So Emily, who's a dental technician uh, by trade, uh, has a little bit of UI, UX kind of background with, you know, artistic flair, says, okay, I'm in too. Quits her job and goes through the program with Jeremy. So oh not gosh. put their business out, <laughs> but they downsize where they were living to essentially a one room and say, hey, we're going to go through this. And they went through side by side on laptops, um, different pods, but going through the same classwork. And by the end of the program, Jeremy ended the program on a Friday. And on Monday, he started as a senior platform architect here at ServiceNow. And Emily, uh, the same week, if not the next week after that, started out of one of our partners as a Mm -hmm. senior developer. so and consultants. So to me, that's just like, wow, one family said, Hey, I'm yeah, all true, in on this. And, and true power worked, couple. Yeah. And they worked their butt off really. And Jeremy, you know, going through his interview process here, like nothing was handed to him. They, they both did. And that's a lot of the success we see of people coming out of our program. Uh, most of them have not heard of service now when they, you know, start this journey. Sure. They go, huh, what's the service now thing? And now it's it's becoming a little more common, a little more known, but still people are like, wait, I don't know, because you could be like Steven Israel. He's he's a mechanic on an airplane and works on airplanes and goes, I don't want to do that. That's tough living, turning wrenches. I want to get into this world of tech, finds out about our program, comes in here for four months through our Skillbridge program, dives in within, you know, shortly after the program ended. He has two certifications for service now. Nice. And now he's out there working at Wells Fargo, you know, working on their ServiceNow platform, doing that. So it's just people like that are, you know, Josh Hamilton, who's now out at Tuatara Consulting, one of our smaller partners. He went from uh, dismantling roadside bombs, said, hey, what am I going to do when I get out of that market? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, another one of his friends, 
Chris Stevens had been through our program. He also was an EOD explosive ordnance uh, technician who, you know, roadside bombs, deal with bombs, you know, bomb disposal. He had come through our program, got hired out as a developer at one of our partners and told Josh about it. Said, hey, you got to check this out. So Josh came in here and he worked his butt off. Within four months, he had four certifications from ServiceNow. Wow. And uh, just learning the platform and really dove in and said, hey, I'm going to make my own success. And we have so many stories like that. Uh, you know, I think of Amanda, who's a, you know, a spouse, spouse yeah. of a veteran who said, hey, I'm going to come here. I, you know, we saw a lot of happen with the economy, right? 2023, especially early on, and roles were eliminated, reduced and said, I- I'm going to learn this service now. Came in here, worked very hard, learning service now. Earned a certification shortly after our four-month program, earned a second certification, uh, landed a job in the ecosystem as a junior developer, but also said, hey, I'm going to come back and be a teaching assistant for that new hybrid program when we reached out to people. So it it comes full circle. Many of these people have come back and are teaching assistants for our program. So that that to me is something special. And always when I came here to scale up the SkillBridge program was... That's what it has to be, this community. And I, I think you you guys, obviously, as you know, developer advocates, you, you, you get this. You live and breathe the community. But that was something that we needed to do. And they all help each other. And there's, they just bend over backwards. To, you, know, you have to work hard, but help, help someone. Hey, here, here's, a, here's a job over here. Hey, here's a study tip over here. Or here's, you know, check out this app over here. And it's really special to see them come together and just make that bond that is um, – really become a hallmark of our program. It's also very special when the person who is teaching or training assistant says, a year ago, I was sitting where you are. A year ago, I was dismantling bombs. And it's like, really? I can, (laughs) I can be like you in a year. You you listen to some old fart like me, like, yeah, 15 years ago, I was a customer and things were different. We didn't have no IDEs. (laughs) Little different story. (laughs) Definitely different. And that's a lot of what NextGen does is uh, just in general, we need to be able to believe in ourselves, right? And need to be able to think yep. we can do it. And uh, thankfully, we're able to do this as part of ServiceNow. And ServiceNow obviously puts a lot of money into this and efforts that, you know, are a conscious effort to grow the ecosystem. But you see it day in and day out with these people that like, uh, and even some of our other, you know, from our partners out there and people coming in the ecosystem just, Hey, I was a truck driver and I don't want to be a truck driver anymore. And then, you know, they learn to come uh, service now. And next thing you know, they're working in the ecosystem. That's a brave thing to do. A little closer to home, though, I understand you have someone in your family joining the ecosystem. Yes, Corey, who's had a pretty diverse career, a lot of marketing, a lot of uh, recruiting experience, uh, is, is joining the ServiceNow ecosystem. So she will be an associate director of program management at Kindrel one of our partners. And uh, I'm really excited because she's going to work uh, with one of my favorite people, Marilyn Nelson at Kindrel, who's been uh, around ServiceNow a long time, worked on one of the first ServiceNow projects. I, I also, if I remember right, grew up with Fred Luddy. So she's like, Ooh. I call Marilyn. This is probably the worst thing you could say to a lady is uh, one time in a call with her. I was like, hey, you're like Forrest Gump. And then I was like, oh, that, that, that did not, oh, I'm sorry. Like, but I meant it, it was, it was, but it was meant as like, wow, you've been in like, she was Everything. in the Pentagon yeah. in 9-11 when it got hit. Uh, she grew up with Fred Luddy, like was on the first ServiceNow project, the TIA, I mean, like 
Wow. Right? And she's an all around good, good person that her. You would have to uh, call her up, Lauren. Yeah. yeah, her, her, you should. Cause her, and then you talk about a good person. I'm like, Hey, you know, I want in Austin. Cause I'm going to propose to Corey a little over a year ago. And she's like, Hey, yeah, here's three people, by the way. One of these is my daughter. So her daughter took my engagement photos. Uh, oh, so she, she, uh, Marilyn at Kendrell is one of my favorite people. So yeah, Corey's going to be doing it. So now all the time when I'm talking about service now, you know, at the house, it'll, it'll start to make sense to her. Cause she's going to be the ecosystem <laughs> too. She'll start telling you things that need to be fixed. Probably. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> All of our dreams that our loved ones actually understand what we do for a living. And that's one way of getting that accomplished. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. We talk this all the time. Because I'm always dealing with veterans and transition people and career transition. So we talk about it all the time. But usually there's this like, okay, now that it goes to ServiceNow stuff. And like uh, it kind of clouds out there. But now... Uh, and quite frankly, probably soon she will surpass me in service now knowledge because quite frankly, you know, I, I, my, I tell everyone my, my coding expertise stops at, you know, my ATM pin code. Sorry, Chuck. Uh, that is like, <laughs> I'm good if I can get my ATM pin code, I remember, or my phone, you know, unlock it. So I haven't even figured out that I can use my face to unlock the phone. So you are um, not alone in that <laughs> pin thing. I, I I always transpose two digits and have to call my wife and go, "What was the number again?" <laughs> yeah. She's like, "How do you remember all this other stuff?" I'm like, "I don't." The same way I also get a gallon of milk. I'm like, "Hey, go to the store and get a gallon of milk." I'm gonna forget it every time. I can remember MAC addresses from 1993. Why I don't know. <laughs> I, I remember when I was in the army. So I started on the army doing paperwork before I went to be a Green Beret doing all that combat stuff. And I had to, everyone that was up for the promotion board, I had to look at their records. And when they would walk up, I'd be like, oh, you're Johnson, last four year social, 2172, you're, here's what, and they were like, how do you know this? And this was like thousands of records. I knew that. But yeah. I, I can't remember my pin code or, or to get milk at the store. Well, you could have been a pastor too. They seem to remember everybody's names. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so Herb, what do you consider the highlight of your career to date? You mean besides being on the Breakpoint podcast? Um, that, w- that was nice. Nice try. Uh, nice try. <laughs> I, I, that's, I, I think I'm very fortunate, right? And I say this, is, you know, I always think people that say I'm saying this humbly, that's probably as unhumbly as you can say something. But I, I had two dreams when I was a kid, was to be a Green Bray and to be a drill sergeant. And I was able to earn my Green Bray. I was to the Army's drill sergeant of the year. So I'm the only person ever to do those two things uh, together in the Army. No way. Uh, yeah, all that being said, like when I went to the coffee shop this morning, I didn't get a discount. Like I still had to pay my full share. No one really cares, but it's my claim to fame. Uh, so, so I'd say that. And now I don't know. I, I like to think, you know, whatever that's going to be isn't written yet. And that's probably what drives me is, Okay, I accomplished my two dreams, but now what's next? And I don't know what that is, but I always say make yep. an impact. And I know it when I see it. So um, continue to be able to do that here at ServiceNow. And just, I, I want to do more. I just don't necessarily, hard to articulate what more is. You're definitely making an impact based on the, the stories you've told, the successes, the people that are coming into the program. That's, that's a good reason to get out of bed in the morning. It is. I'm very, very fortunate. And a lot of veterans will reach out to me and like, hey, how do I find a job like yours? And I'm like, well, there's like one or two of us here at ServiceNow. And if you go to you know, go to any other company, go to Microsoft, there's one or two. And it's it's a pretty lucky job because it's kind of you get the you get the satisfaction of the human component of a nonprofit. But you still get paid at a tech <laughs> company, right? So like, let's, hey, that's pretty nice. 
um, nice. and to have the support of a tech company. So it's been huge seeing, you know, hundreds of people at this point and, you know, my two years here. And I just say like, I give them the space and they, they have to go do the work yeah. and, and to see them be successful. And I always look at it. I always look at it different of, it's not just that person. Usually there's a family tied to it, right? Whether of course. it's yeah. uh, spouse, kids, goldfish, dog, cat. So there's a, you know, but really to me, it's, it's a generational change. Cause now I look at like my chances in life when I was, you know, a teenager versus where my kids are now versus where their kids can be. That's a big change. And I, I always think of that every time I, I work with our students and I'm always trying to give them uh, to be hard and firm and hold standards, but also you know, uh, be as understanding and empathetic as possible as what they're going through in life, knowing that it, it affects a family and can really have a big difference in one's way of life. It's a good way to look at it. <laughs> well, that's the perfect segue into our final question, which is, do you happen to have any advice for new developers that might be listening to this podcast or or potentially even current service men or women that are looking to get into IT or development or things like that? I always say own your journey. And, mm. and I say that for a few reasons. Uh, I've, that's where I've, how I've got here, right? Is no one, people will help you, but no one's going to do it for you. And mm-hmm. if you put in the work, and, and a lot of people can work hard, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're working smartly and efficiently. But if you can work hard and do it kind of smartly, just use the resources. There's so, this podcast, there's so much out in the community that if you want to break into service now, what we do in next gen, there's, I don't know if I've ever reached out to someone or heard of someone reach out to someone in the service now community and go, Hey, I could use some assistance or do you have time for a question or, you know, to answer a question? Everyone, it's almost like uh, everyone drink the Kool-Aid. People are like, yeah, we'll, we'll have a chat with you. So just reach out. Exactly. Uh, but believe yep. in yourself, you can do it. Whether you were a mechanic, a teacher, uh, whether you graduate from college, whether you know English is your second language, wherever you came from in the world, if you can get access to the internet and you have some drive, um, you can be successful in this. And I think... ServiceNow does a great job of showing that throughout our company of so many people from different walks of life that have, uh, you know, found their career success and are so happy doing it. So uh, just got to get over that one hurdle. Believe in yourself. You can do it and uh, just reach out to somebody and ask for assistance. It reminds me of one of my uh, favorite stoic quotes, which is whether or not you believe in yourself or don't, you will be right. So (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah, I like that. And there are so many skills from i'll say your former life that translate into that you can capitalize on service now whether it's customer service or soft skills or you know just being present you know there there's so many things that you have accumulated in your lifetime up to this point that will serve you well are there going to be gaps yes nobody's perfect at everything that you know me lauren you we all have areas we'd like to improve, but we can definitely draw upon those uh, existing skills to help uh, bootstrap us into this new career. And I think that, that I, amen, Chuck. I also think so many people think of service now or tech in general that I talk with, and it's like kind of the old, I'll date myself, the nerd in the basement, drinking monsters, you know, just typing away on the keyboard. But there's so much more, whether you're a system admin or you, you know, you're in the sales part or customer success or in a support account manager, there's yeah. just so many opportunities to 
uh, be involved in the ecosystem that even if the tech scares you, like you can do it. This isn't rocket science. I know we're the rocket ship, but it, it's not rocket science. If I can figure some of this out, let, there's hope for all of you. There you go. That's the closing testimonial. If I can do this, there's hope for all of you. <laughs> we'll put that on a t-shirt for you. <laughs> Please do. Well, definitely thank you for joining us for the last 30 minutes or so, Herb. But before we leave, can you let the listener know how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, please find the homeless-looking bearded guy on LinkedIn, Herb Thompson, SF to Biz. You'll see I post all the time. Uh, find me here at ServiceNow. I also have a website, uh, herb-thompson.com. For those that failed ninth grade English, that's the little like line, not down at the bottom, but in the middle of the words. Uh, that's a hyphen. And Thompson with a P. I had a, a friend named had a friend named Wally Thompson. He was, in fact, his, his Unix prompt was no P because he didn't <laughs> know how one. I love it. Well, thank you again, Herb, and thank you, wonderful listener, for joining us today. Don't forget, we have other podcasts. You can find them all over at servicenow.com slash community under the events menu. You can subscribe to this one for free and all the other ones. I guess you can subscribe to those too. Get them automatically delivered to you. Never miss an episode. We've got more stuff coming up in the upcoming weeks around the Washington release that you are not going to want to miss. Breakpoint is brought to you by ServiceNow. Executive producers would be me and Lauren as we wave to the camera on an audio podcast. <laughs> you can find out more about the ServiceNow developer program by heading over to developer.servicenow.com. Again, thank you so much, Herb, for sharing with us today. Thanks. Appreciate it, Chuck. Lauren. Thank you. Right. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening.